Let's go. Welcome to the Poptimist Podcast. Today, our guest is Christine Harrison, Harrison yep, yeah. of Nashville Offbeat. So we can start off by you plugging your social media. Where can people find you? Yeah, we are. We're mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the website is the main, the main uh, hub of everything. Uh huh. Obviously, but uh, Facebook is facebook.com/slash/NashvilleOB. They would not let me write offbeat for some reason. Really? Yeah, I think like the word the word beat didn't didn't they wouldn't do it. Um, and then but Instagram is just Instagram slash Nashville Offbeat and then the website's NashvilleOffbeat.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. And you have on the thirty first, which is the day that this is going to be posted. Oh, perfect. You have your first Nashville Offbeat off. Uh, I can't even speak. Offbeat <laughs> showcase. Yes. At the five spot. At the five spot, yeah. So we have a showcase on thirty first. It's at eight thirty. Um, it is featuring Cat Parks, who's doing some hip hop. Uh, Elizabeth Beckwit, who is a singer songwriter. She does like pop soul, and then a uh, basic printer, who is a synth pop band here in Nashville. It will be headlining the show. Very cool. Yeah. And this event will include super generous giveaways from your sponsors. Yes. For the folks who show up uh, to win. Yeah. All door proceeds will benefit Nashville's own Safe Haven Family Shelter. Yeah. So uh, I think, let me let me shout out to our sponsors first real quick. Um, these guys, these companies have been awesome in deciding the sponsoring for us because they they know nothing about me at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took a leap of faith and I am so grateful and, uh, I've got awesome giveaways from the Terminal Cafe in East Nashville. They make like the best breakfast burritos and just everything, waffles, coffee. They have like the nicest baristas in town. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> um, and then we have Bearded Iris Brewing who I reached out to on a whim and, uh, Anna over there was super cool and she was like, Oh, we just released this beer called Offbeat, and you're called Nashville Offbeat. How serendipitous. Here's, uh, she's given, I got $40 gift cards from both of those to give away at the show. And then uh, Innovo Management, LLC, is a music management company here in Nashville that uh, specializes in management and booking, and they do consultations with artists. Uh, they just opened up a new streaming service, so mm-hmm. they're they're helping artists get onto Spotify and iTunes and all of that. Um, but they were awesome enough to give me a consultation to give away to some artist or band that like could possibly help take them to wherever they need to go next. Next level. Yeah. A, yeah. A so pair they're, of outside eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and then it's all benefiting Safe Haven Family Shelter, which is a local nonprofit here um, that houses entire families, which doesn't is pretty rare in that world, um, who are just struggling and need the extra help to to get rehabilitated, to find jobs, to make sure their kids are not out on the street. You know, it's a it's a very cool nonprofit. So the door proceeds will be going to that. Well, that's kind of amazing. Everything that you you've kind of already done because you haven't been doing this for that long, have you? It's been less than six months. We started 
I technically started in April of last year. Okay. I remember when yeah. all of this was starting. Yeah, yeah. Because you had talked to me about it a little bit, and you yeah. had kind of gone through cycles and phases of trying out a bunch of different things. Yep. And then you eventually landed on this, and almost as soon as you started doing it, things seemed like it was taking shape yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, there are lots of... So Nashville Offbeat and the mission behind it is to give local artists a place to to basically get the attention that I feel a lot of them deserve. They're putting in the hard work. Um, as a musician myself, when I moved here and reaching out to media, it's, it's really difficult to get people to pay attention to you when you're just starting out. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's That's really, why I started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's really important because there, there are all these people working so hard to, to get their art out there, to get people to listen, to look at what they're doing. Um, and they kind of need that, that extra step, which is sort of where I come in. I'm not like a huge media agency, but I, I feel like I'm not nothing. Um, where they can validate themselves to them fan, their fans to themselves. It's like an honorable mention as a, one of the artists I wrote about said that I really liked was Jethro Gaglione. Um, he has a whole EP called Honorable Mention, and the idea behind it I think is really cool is he's like, yeah, like, we're not always going to be paid in, in money necessarily, but there's something really nice about that person coming to you and patting you on the back and saying, that was really great, I really like what you're doing, keep doing it. And like that does keep you going, whether or not... For, for another yeah. six months. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can it can be hard out there, and it goes it goes through peaks and valleys. It just, does, just like everything in life. Yeah. And this career, living in Music City, USA, you know, uh, it's always changing and it's always growing. Opportunities will be presented to you, and they will be ripped away from you just as quickly <laughs> as they appear. Oh yeah. So it really sounds to me that this is something that that comes from within like I can really tell that you're invested in this and that you are probably succeeding <laughs> at this because of the fact that you're an artist yourself yeah yeah it's uh I've kind of taken a step back from that for now um as far as being an artist myself um I like to focus on one thing like laser focus at a time smart uh, <laughs> Very smart. As much as I would like to think I can do everything at once, um, I only have so much attention and passion to put into one thing, and so this is it for me right now. Um, and I'm just trying to let the world know about the other artists that are, like when I listen to their songs, if if it hits me a certain way, like I feel like people need to know about it. That, that, <laughs> uh, the saying. artists that aren't Blake Shelton. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is Because there's a lot point. of them. Yeah. Um, there's so many, like, I moved here under the impression, Nashville's Music City. I came on a Berkeley trip uh, when I was at Berkeley College of Music. Okay, and, uh, very cool. I didn't know you went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I graduated in 2014, but I came here on their Nashville experience trip, um, and it was very much like we saw a little bit of all, all the different styles of music, and so that's what I thought Nashville was. And I moved here, and I worked on Broadway for two years, and I lost my hope in that what, Nashville. What were you doing down there? I was waiting tables at a Margaritaville. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was exhausted all the time. I heard the same 20 country songs all the time. Um, I kind of just, like, 
I was like, is is there more than that in Nashville? There's a lot more than that. There is, yeah. And That's now I know. just the surface. <laughs> yeah, so I, I decided I would find it. Um, and I got my first DSLR camera um, in April of last year. And, and I just started going to my friend's shows. And that grew into... Well, I really enjoy just taking photos, so I want to go to more shows and practice. And then it grew into the Instagram page, which then just, it kind of just organically snowballed. snowballed yeah, yeah. Into like a whole thing, <laughs> which has been really cool. But uh, I'm, I'm on a mission to create a community of the people in Nashville that are not doing country. Because um, I feel like it's important and it's lacking. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, uh, there is so much more, like, country feels like 5% of what actually is here. Yeah. There's so much going on, yes. and there's, there was this guy that I used to work with, okay, so at, uh, down the road from here, that complex, the Cedars, yeah. if you know that one. I, I think I've seen that. I, yeah, from Briley, it's, uh, really ugly buildings, Tan yeah. roof, screen. Okay. There was an old guy that was there who was the groundskeeper. He was a drummer back in the outlaw country days. Like okay. he, he played with Willie Nelson and he was friends with Mer- Merle Haggard and He's Layla the groundskeeper and, there? And he was the groundskeeper. <laughs> but um, everybody used to think that his, his stories were untrue, but they were, they were too crazy to not be true. Yeah. But he was the person who told me, he said, what people don't know about Nashville is Nashville's like a beehive. Everyone thinks it's all country, but there's a bunch of honeycombs. There's a rock honeycomb. There's a blues honeycomb. There's mm-hmm. a country honeycomb. There's a soul honeycomb. There's, there's um, of course, country. and like, there's, there's something for everybody here. Yeah. yeah, that's a really cool way to think about it. But that's what I always liked about it. You know, It is Music City. And... There's so much going on, and it, and it continues to grow and change, and I, I think it's really great what you're doing. It, Thank it you. comes from a place of purity, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I'm one of those people that I, if I decide I want to do something, I just dive all the way in. Um, so. Where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Michigan. I've lived in North Carolina twice. I've lived in Minnesota um, I've lived in Wisconsin and Boston and now here. <laughs> so you've been kind of all over. Yeah, yeah. My dad was in the Navy really young. Um, oh, really? My dad was in the Navy too? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to all of you Navy guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the Navy brats. <laughs> yep. Um, but I didn't, I didn't go anywhere crazy or anything, but I think it did instill this, this family movement throughout my life. Well, you're making a lot more sense now. <laughs> because you have a sense of discipline and work ethic, I feel that most musicians and creative types lack. Mm, because yeah. you you have an execution mode, just just <laughs> from knowing you from working in the leasing office and all of that. Is that every time I saw you, you were always doing something, or yeah. trying to do something, or trying totally. to chip away at something. Yeah, it's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> it is absolutely. I can tell you that. Yeah. So. Uh, when did you first start singing? Um, I guess when I was when I was a little kid, I would, I would. Uh, my family lived on a farm for like seven years, and that's kind of where I spent like my. It was like 
those like really vivid childhood years. Um, but I would just, we had a big barn on a hill. We had a creek in the back. We had like a hammock at the bottom of this hill. I would just run around and either draw things or I would just make up songs and sing them as loud as I could because nobody could hear me. Um, <laughs> or so I thought because I was really shy. Um, but I, I remember like running into the house and like singing it to my grandma really quietly and then being like, yeah, I'm going to remember this forever. And then I would run back out and start playing and I would never be able to remember it. Uh, but that's probably like my earliest memories of starting to sing. And then, uh, my sister, my older sister Meredith got a guitar, uh, when she was in high school and that sparked a real interest in playing guitar to me. Um, so on my, I believe it's around my 15th birthday, I got my first acoustic guitar and just locked myself in my room and literally just learned enough that I could write songs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> We're probably pretty close in age, so if you graduated college in 2014, you graduated high school in 2010? I did, yeah. Okay, same. Yeah. So 25, 26? Yep. Yep. Just turned 26 in October. I guess it's not just anymore. No. <laughs> it's like flown it by. six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So were you an emo kid? How do you know? I was an emo kid. Yeah. That's how I know. Totally. We, can, we can smell our own. Yep. Who, was your <laughs> who was your favorite? Paramore? I really liked Paramore. I was really into uh, Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence. I haven't heard that name. Oh, yeah, dude. I loved singing like Evanescence, and uh, Paramore was like my angry music for mm -hmm. for later on in like high school. Um, Through all the heartache. Yes, the all the heartache. heartache. Flyleaf. Flyleaf. Fly I remember Flyleaf. Fly yeah. She has that crazy voice. I think I saw them in concert, if I remember correctly. It was my. It might have been my first concert because <laughs> I saw awesome. um, Fall Out Boy. All right. They were yeah. headlining. That was when <laughs> From Under the Cork Tree was the album that yeah. was out, and it was a smash. Yeah, totally. And All American Rejects were on that tour. Hawthorne Heights was on <gasps> that tour. I might have gone to the same tour. Really? Black, I saw Hawthorne Black Clouds Heights. and Hawthorne Underdogs Heights was tour. My, first, my first concert. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ohio was for lovers. Yep, right around that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we saw it in Philadelphia. With my dad and my uncle and my cousin Michelle, and uh, she and I like begged for them to leave us alone so that we could be on the floor. So they went up into the balcony, and my dad likes to make jokes. He was trying to trick my uncle into thinking they had a screaming machine. He was like, "Yeah, they're not really. They're not doing that. They have a they have a machine in the back that they set off at that moment." And it was like, "Well, whole they, they thing. actually they actually they might." It. I'm my dad and my uncle were miserable. I think they were. They're they're good they're good souls and they're yeah. like they'll go with it almost anything. But I think they had a moment of like what if why did what we bring we them done? here? <laughs> also on that tour was from first to last. Do you remember who the singer of from first to last was? No. Sonny Moore, aka Skrillex. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, his from first to last, I will go on the record and say that they're your favorite horrible, band. No, a horrible band. Okay. Horrible. No, You're on no the record good. Now. On the what record. What if they want to be on your podcast? Fuck them. I don't oh need man. Them. All right. Okay. <laughs> no real opinion on Skrillex. Yeah. But I just yeah. Did, didn't like. I don't know. I didn't like it. 
All American Rejects. I remember them being really, uh, the singer being really dirty and really vulgar. I don't... Looking back on it now, is kind of creepy because it was like a lot of 13-year-old girls in yeah. the audience. Yeah, there were. I, um, I don't remember much other than Hawthorne Heights from really? that night. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about My Chemical Romance? You know, they're okay. I had a, a short phase with them. Um, I don't really have an opinion on them. They were my yeah. favorite out of all those bands. Out of all. all of them. My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. It tells me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw them do like the whole Black Parade show. Yeah. With like all the crazy, you know, the marching band costumes, yeah, yeah, and they totally. had a bunch of confetti. That must have been fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the first night of the tour too. Okay. So Even it was more cool. Fun. Yeah, I remember seeing one of the guys from MTV walking through the audience, and I was I was or in the hallways. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that guy, he's on MTV. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What is, what's the craziest concert you've gone to? The craziest concert I've gone to. Like, the, the best concert or, like, the craziest like situation? Either. Okay, either. so. Craziest uh, situation. Craziest situation. Like that yes, uh, yeah. that's Yes, that's where <laughs> the route will go. Uh, I saw Sturgill Simpson at the Ryman uh, a couple of years ago when he released his album, The Sailor's Guide to Earth. Do you mm-hmm. know Sturgill Simpson at all? Do you I know the name. I, I haven't. He's fantastic. Into it. You should yeah. check him out. Okay. He's really good. I will. But I got really drunk that night. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not a drinker. Like, I don't drink that often. Like, it's a very rare occasion that I yeah. even get, get drunk. And I was just way too fucking drunk. Like, awesome. yeah, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> I ended up having to leave early. Oh, and then I went home and I puked drunk? a lot. Yeah, I was wow. I was very drunk. The show was great though. Were you with people? No, I was by myself. <laughs> even even sadder, right? That's like it's, not, it's not sadder. It just like makes it weirder. Because yeah. if you're drunk with friends, it's like funny and like. Fun yeah, no, here. I was all. Alone. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so I had down you had an to, entire. Like, find your way home. And... Yeah, I had to find my way home. I I downed an entire bottle of wine before. Were you I... sad? No, I wasn't sad. Oh. I was just like, I'm going to party tonight. Okay. It was also an, a phase where I wasn't smoking weed, because mm-hmm. I just would have did that instead. Um, yeah. So the moral of the story is don't stop smoking weed. Yeah, that's a good moral. S- smoke it, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> that's so awesome. Mine was um, mine was a 10-hour heavy metal concert in uh, <laughs> when I lived in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. I saw like... I was probably, I think I was 16, and I went with my then-boyfriend, who, like, just turned 18, and his older friends, and... Uh-oh. Yeah, my parents were out of town all summer, so it was just, like... It, it you were able there. to do whatever you Pretty wanted. much, yeah. I mean, I, I got in trouble for it later, but uh, I went to a 10-hour heavy metal concert with them. We saw Guar and Shadows Fall, <laughs> and I was in the mosh pits, and it was insane. Did you get broken? I got knocked down, and but somebody picked me up again, like like the song. I get knocked down. <laughs> but I get up again. again. <laughs> it ended up all working out. It did, yeah. But that was that was definitely like to this day. I feel like that's my most like valuable concert story. How did your parents find out? Oh, I don't know if they found out about that, actually. But they'll know now. They'll know now. I don't know if they know that I went to that. I don't remember if I ever told them or if it ever came up or, like, or what. But you eventually got busted for doing whatever you I wanted eventually, that, su- I, that yeah, summer. Yeah, eventually there were some, some repercussions from the summer. Like, my mom, like, broke me up 
from that relationship, and it was insane. But yeah, we skipped school to go apple picking. Oh shit! And is that <laughs> and how you got busted? Out. That's how we got busted. And then my my parents were like, "She's out of control." Okay, <laughs> like, she's apple picking. She's apple. She like skipped school. She said she's going apple picking or something. And yeah, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like the most innocent skipping school day. I know. I you you could have been day drinking. I could have been doing anything. Doing else. heroin. I know. Committing committing a double murder. I know. I didn't. I just wanted you to were pick apples. Apple picking. Because I thought it would be fun. Was it fun? <laughs> I didn't get to go. They found out uh, before we like got. How did they far. find out? Did were you talking on the phone? And they they heard like you? the school called them, and then they were all calling me, and it was just it was insanity. So when they called you, what did you say to them? Were you like, you know, I had. I'm at school right now, mom. What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I'm um, in homeroom. You know, I actually I added another lie. Um, I added a lie to the whole story, the whole situation, and I said, I was like, I just got, I had been, I'd struggled with depression like most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I just got really depressed and I had to leave school. And I told them where I was and like got dropped back off at school or something. And, and that that did not fly. It didn't fly. It didn't work. They they knew. It's not a phase, Mom. It's not a phase. Um, but yeah, I tried so hard to play it off like that, which I've never like lied about that before in my life. So like, I probably wasn't good at lying about it either. Yeah. They were like, no, we know what you're like when you're depressed. And I'm like, this is not it. You're just in trouble. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Busted. Yeah. Um, crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know where to go from there. I mean, we could go anywhere. Yeah, we could go anywhere. Personally, yeah. for myself, I, I think depression is something I've struggled with, too. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. I think a lot of creatives have been there at some point or another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all come from checkered backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I know for me, like, I grew up in a very hectic environment. Yeah. And things were always kind of unstable. Mm-hmm. So I started playing music probably when I was around 13. And once once that happened, that, that was it for me. I finally felt like I, I had something Found that, it. yeah, that weaved into, it was a release. Yeah, totally. That's how it started for me, too. I was like, it's like yeah, I'm going to start playing guitar. And I used to do a ton of, like, I kept diaries of everything, and I would write poems in them and stuff and as soon as I got the guitar it all turned into keeping songwriting journals and like I stopped doing the rest of it (laughs) which was really cool um but yeah yeah I think I think a lot of creatives can can relate to feeling depressed at some point or another um I think it's brought a lot of us into a bigger sense of clarity than other groups of people in different professions um but that yeah, I just, and I think talking about it is important. Obviously. I think so too. Yeah. I think yeah. so too, because I think oftentimes in our society, it's like we're not supposed to talk about it or you get shamed for it. Yeah. I think, especially in American culture, at least, it's crazy because you turn on the TV and every other commercial is trying to give you some pill to take to yeah. make whatever it is that's totally. wrong in your life go away but it doesn't 
The mm-hmm. only one who can make it go away is you. And you can't even necessarily make it go away. You can just make amends with the situation. Yeah. And you can make peace with whatever your demons are. Mm-hmm. Or they destroy you. It's uh, true. We, we've seen that happen time and time again, too. Yeah. Um, and it's sad every time it does happen. Yeah. I mean, you can go, I bet, throughout history. Because really, music has been happening for such a long fucking time, but it's only been the past 70 plus years that we have any recorded history of it. Maybe longer than that. And I can almost guarantee that if you go back to 1500, there's some medieval stringed instrument player that came from a checkered background. Oh, yeah. They all had checkered backgrounds. Yeah. All the, all yeah. the great ones always do, I yeah. think. Do you listen to uh, like Joe Rogan? Oh, I'm fuck sure yeah. You do. Yeah, I yeah. love Joe Rogan. Absolutely. There is uh, something he was talking about recently. I'm trying to think of who it was with. Oh, I think it was with um, Smashing Pumpkins guy. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. That was a great episode. It was a good episode. Very insightful. Um, everybody should listen to that if they're a musician. Um, but they were talking about how he was like, yeah, there's no, like, real motivation unless you've come from, like, a little bit of a shitty background. Yeah. He's like, people that, like, he doesn't want his kids to grow up too cushy because he doesn't want them to, or he didn't say that, but there's yeah. there's an idea behind having that struggle that gives you that drive and that creativity to to go above the status quo. Which is which is really cool idea to me psychology wise, um, yeah. I think especially with like the immigrant mentality. How long has your has your family been in the U.S. that you know of? Um, my on my dad's side, my grandparents came from Portugal and Poland. Okay, so your third generation American. Yeah, third okay. Yeah. Yeah, and what about on your mom's side? My grandmother's parents, I think maybe my grandmother's on my mom's side, her parents came here from Poland as well. Uh, so. Jewish? No. Escaping the clutches of. No, no, but there's a lot of crazy stuff about that in my family. Really? <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my grandpa on my dad's side has this crazy background, um, like going into several armies, and I, I don't even know enough to talk about it. I don't want to do it wrong, but. Yeah. But uh, he he eventually just left, and he would never talk about it um, growing Shit. up. Shit. So yeah. It's kind of, yeah. I wish I knew more about it. I need to, to see if anybody has a record in my family. <laughs> For me, I don't really know anything about my family. Everything no. is... I know a little bit, but I don't really know my family history at all, because anybody that you talk to gives you... A different yeah, story. Totally. Everybody's or, got a different story. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Or what their take on the situation yeah. is. Because I was talking to my sister the other day, my, my grandfather died like four or five years ago maybe. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about him the other day and I told her and she didn't know this, but he had told me that he immigrated from Lithuania when he was five. Okay. So he was already, he was like, that's why I speak such broken English. He grew up in New York City. Yeah. Um, so he had definitely uh, a very um, New York accent. But he said, the reason I don't speak English well or I speak broken English is because we we came over when I was five. Mm-hmm. Which I never knew that. So I we don't really know 
we were trying to figure it out because my grandfather also never talked about religion, so we don't uh, know yeah. wh- the reason why his family left or why they came to America or mm-hmm. anything like that. But have you heard of this this ancestry tests that are yeah. going around? Yeah, my mom like got my grandma and some other close family friends that test for Christmas. And my grandma just got her results back, and it was, like, 97% Czech, which would be Polish and, like, part Russian and part Finnish or something. Yeah. I was like, that's so interesting. Maybe you should do one of those. Yeah, I should. I should try and and find out. Yeah. Yeah. I should. You know, it's it's such a big mystery. Like, I don't know anything about where I'm from. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't really, like, gone deep into where I'm from. I don't know, like as much as I feel like I should about that culture and the language and everything, but I think there's something to be said for knowing that. But you do love pierogies. I do love pierogies. My friend, my friend John. Yeah, you said that, That's his food truck. My little pierogi. My little pierogi, yeah. I thought that was so funny. He calls me one day. And he's like, hey, bud, are you around? That's how he sounds when he talks. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds um, about right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what's up? He's, and he said that he was at the complex and that someone was here who really loved pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. That's and then, awesome. And then he, he said your name, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know her. That's so cool. Yeah, I totally tagged him on Instagram. I was yeah. like... I was, we were, I was so happy. I had just gone, we went to Bearded Iris and tried offbeat, their offbeat beer for the first time, because we were like, well, we have to know what this is about, and we had a couple beers, their beers are super high gravity, it's insane. What does high gravity mean? Like high like, alcohol uh, content? Yeah, so they're like, I think they had a vanilla chocolate stout over Christmas, so it was like 9.5, and usually they're like 4 or 5. Shit, that's um, strong. So like, yeah, so we had... We had, like, two beers each, and uh, my boyfriend and I, and we walked outside, and, like, it was, like, heaven was, like, just waiting there for us, this pierogi truck, but they weren't open yet, so we just stood there and waited for, like, 15 minutes. We were, like, I was, like, no, man, and he had never had one, and now he's hooked as well. They were so good. What's your favorite one that he has? I'm trying to remember what we got. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. They were all good. Yeah, you were drunk. I, I was drunk. It was the only time I had seen them. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's a uh, pierogies are a rarity down here. Yeah, they are. That's what he was saying too. Yeah. He's like, I started going to the grocery store. I just couldn't find a pierogi. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, so I opened up my own food truck, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I worked with him at this place that I won't name, but we were mm-hmm. both freight brokers. He was my manager. Okay. So, when I first started, though, he wasn't a manager. He was just Morgano. Okay. Everybody referred to him by his last name. Nice. And um, we had got to know each other. I just thought he was such an interesting human being because he is. Yeah. He's one of the most interesting people okay. I've ever met. Like, very idiosyncratic, just hysterical. He actually just got married, too. Congratulations, uh-huh. John. Um, to John and Michelle. But, um, yeah, so he was eventually became my manager this job was particularly, it was known for having a super high turnover rate. Okay. He was like a sales manager there. Yeah. And uh, I remember it got towards the end when he got promoted and every day we would sit down, we have to go in this little room and he'd just try and give me pep talks. But he really, um, 
he's a really smart guy, and I'm super happy that he left the corporate world to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Is he doing that full time now? He's doing it full time. That's awesome. You should have him on the. I'm go- we talked yeah. about it. We haven't been able to line have it up. Have him on yet. here. Yeah, we're. we're I would definitely... listen to a whole episode yeah. about pierogies. And he is <laughs> fucking hysterical too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's great, but yeah, he, he's gonna be on. He just, there was just so much happening at the end of the year, like he was getting married, and yeah, of course everything on. was happening with the podcast, trying to get everything. I was recording and mm-hmm. doing a bunch of different shit because I do nine things at once. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, he uh, he'll be on here soon. Um, he always used to make food and bring it in, everything like yeah. that, and I think everybody would always be like, thing. you should start a food truck. You should. He would he would do he would bake like chicken wings and bring them in, or he would make chili, or just make various different snacks That's so and cool. bring them in yeah. whenever there was a potluck. Those and, are the best people. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> would always anticipate his uh his cooking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's very cool what he's doing. There's a there's a real food truck scene here in Nashville. There's there a, really there's is. There's a foodie scene here in Nashville. There is. Yeah, there's a lot of it, a lot of it coming up too. <laughs> it just keeps growing the food scene. I keep hearing about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. There's a new restaurant. There's a new restaurant every on every week. corner, yeah. like, all the time. Yeah. What else do you like food wise here in Nashville? Um, you know, I went through a pretty big like, like vegan time mm-hmm. for like a year. About. Um, I've just sort of recently started phasing it out a little bit. Um. For no particular reason, just that I just, that's just where I'm at <laughs> right mm-hmm. now. Um, but I, I've been, I love Avo, which is a vegan restaurant in the West End. Um, they make like avocado margaritas. and Avocado margaritas? They do like vegan cheese plates that are incredible. Like they're so wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. Can you say that one more time? You said... Avocado margarita. But but after that. Vegan cheese plate. Vegan cheese plate. Okay, so I did. Which is like right. cheese is made out of like cashews and, uh, and just like how is it? Is it good? Oh my god, it's so good. It tastes just like cheese. Yeah. It's like it's awesome. And it, it feels better than cheese. <laughs> better than cheese? It just like the way because like cheese is really heavy to me. Mm-hmm. And then that stuff is it's so good. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So you were a vegan, and you're kind of, are you back on meat? I don't necessarily eat eat meat, but I like I will every once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like a staple of my diet by any means, and I do almond milk, but every once in a while I'll, I'll eat like cheese and eggs, and maybe I don't I don't know, just like little things here and there. Um, but just because that's where my lifestyle is at right now, and it flows. Yeah, and just flows. Yeah, I have to get my breakfast burritos at the Terminal Cafe, um, and they have cheese and eggs in them, but they're just so good. Did you notice any health benefits when you started going to eat? Yeah, I had way more energy um, than I've had before. I I felt more more active. Like I started working out a lot more, and um, and just overall, like my skin cleared up. Um, you just, you start to feel, feel better when you eat cleaner. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I need to start eating clean. Yeah. It's, it's not as hard as people think it is. No, it's just, uh, like anything, it's just discipline. It is, yeah. You just have to, like, decide you're gonna do it and and do it. Stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just like you did with Nashville Offbeat. Just like that, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Nashville Offbeat had sort of, like, the, the start of it. It felt really good in the moment, but looking back now, even less than a year later, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I did a lot of things and made a lot of mistakes and, and like, have moved on from this. It's like, it felt kind of rocky, and then there was a point where I was too exhausted and I didn't know what exactly the path was, so I kind of took like a month off from social media um sometimes you got to clear your mind yeah in like november and i i just went on lots of hikes and and just like relaxed and it was great and then i came to the conclusion that i've already laid this much groundwork for this like i shouldn't just just leave it so december was spent rebuilding a website and transferring everything over and uh lining up the showcase and sponsors and venues and um, but I feel, I feel really good about it. You came back with going. a fire. Came back. Yeah. Came back with more direction. I've got writers that are writing for the blog now as well that are amazing people. Um, I've got Mary Margaret Weatherford just doing all the charity stuff. She's just one of like the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, and it's really fitting that she finds a lot of passion in doing nonprofit work and talking about them. Um, I've got a Belmont kid named Riley Watson writing some articles about musicians. Um, he's like, he's just really excited about it, which is awesome to me, and he does a really good job. Um, you can tell he's really passionate. And then I just brought on a motivational writer. He'll be doing like a motivational article every month. Um, he's written a book before, it's Kevin Buchanan. He wrote a book called The World Needs Your Hustle. Um, that I have yet to read. It's on my list. I'm supposed to read 30 books this year. How many um, books are you deep now? I am in the middle of two. Two? Yeah. In the middle of two. <laughs> that's, that's making progress. <laughs> it's, it's getting somewhere, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got, I've got a really cool team. And then Jamie Haggerty is doing all of the showcase flyer artwork and, and writing some articles as well. And yeah, it's been good been good everything's just coming together and I'm really excited to I want it to become like a resource as well as a place to for artists to promote um so like I just added a directory on there so that bands and artists and industry people can can submit to it and if you need to find somebody else to to share a bill with who's in pop like you can go to this directory and like pick people and reach out to them um so, and then the motivational articles, and I want to do more articles that are more informative on what's happening in the music business world, so that artists have a little bit of direction. So, yeah, and yeah. I know there are lots of sources out there, um, but I think what's going to set us apart is that I have this, like, real drive to make this into more than just a music blog. I want it to be, like, a community um, and get, like... I want people to come out to the showcases and meet the other people in their community doing similar things as them because it's so important to be connected. And, uh, and It's then, easy to feel alone here. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I, I did for like two years when oh, I first yeah. moved here. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. So I'm throwing unofficial hangs as well. Um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you invited me to it. Yeah. yeah, we had our first unofficial hang this month. We just went to Bearded Iris. Um, about 17 people came out. It was That's so cool. Great. It was so great. 
Um, a couple people came out just because they happened upon the event on Facebook and were like, yeah, cool, I'll go to this. Like, they knew nothing about us. Um, and it was, it was a really cool experience, so I'm going to keep doing that every month. So I encourage artists to, to just come and hang out with us and say hi and meet other bands in your area. Um, they're all really low-key. I hate the word networking. Um, yeah, it feels me really, too. It feels really forced. I want... I want a community and, like, friendships. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it turns me off when people start talking about networking. networking yeah. Networking, networking. That's the word I hear the most. Go to the shows and network with people. Yeah. And I just think, fuck that. It's like when people... And maybe this is wrong with me to say, or maybe this is controversial, but I hate it when people talk about branding. Mm-hmm. When, when they talk about branding before, it's okay... To an extent, I guess, with me, for me, it just doesn't feel right. I just want to be, maybe I'm trying to keep it too real or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's it's always art first for me. Yeah. But I really like what you're doing because the word networking kind of makes me feel dirty. Yeah. In a good it way. It doesn't encourage me to go out. No. But if, if I were to see something that said, hey, come and play Cards Against Humanity with us. And drink That's a beer, cool. which is what we did last time. Um, so the February one, I haven't picked a date yet, but it'll be at the Terminal Cafe. Um, and I'm thinking, tell me what you think of this idea okay. of having everybody bring like a book or two that they won't, don't mind swapping. Um, That's and a have, great like, idea. Have a book swap slash like coffee food hang. Um, it'll probably be like two to four during the week um, sometime. Um, it's a small place, so <laughs> it would be weird if we packed out the whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, I'm thinking, thinking books this time, and then that gives people a jumping spot to, to talk about whatever, you know, talk yeah. about your music, why did you like this book? Um, so, so yeah, that's gonna be coming up in February. So, so keep an eye out. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it'll be fun. Have you ever read, um... The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. My boyfriend's reading that. He just read it. He loved it. Um, it's fantastic. He read it in two hours. He just like went right through it. Yeah, it's a yeah. quick read. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's on my list. Right now I'm reading Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics, which is totally me. And it's like dumbed down meditation enough that I've done it every day this week. And I'm starting to feel like my mind is a little bit more clear. Um, it's such a weird, it's like, sort of like a taboo thing to talk about, be like, no. I'm a meditator. No, like, <laughs> no, I, I meditate too. Yeah? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure. I just, yeah, I just started getting into the it. The mind is busy. It's so busy. And There's so much shit up there that I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been realizing that, and now I'm, I'm getting to, like a weekend even, I'm starting to notice that I'm catching these little moments where I'm thinking about stuff that that is just clutter. And I'm like, all right, let me just focus on what I'm doing right now, and then I'll, I'll get back to that if it's important enough. And you yeah. start to notice what, how, or how you're speaking to yourself. Too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That was one thing that changed for me. I, I think really at the end of the year, last year I really struggled a lot trying to find what it is I'm supposed to do because I feel like I'm many different things. Yeah. You know, I do the podcast. It's that mid-20s thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's a real for thing. For sure, yeah. Quarter life crisis. The quarter life crisis. That's exactly what <laughs> it was The same thing me. happened to me, yeah. And I was just trying to decide, what am I really, you know? And because I do the podcast, I, I play bass, and my bass skills really started dwindling, and they started mm. diminishing, which bass is... If everything else fell away, that that would be the first thing that I always picked that I have to go back yeah. to. I always end up back at that because that's where it's all started for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I do producing and all that too, and it just seemed like a, a real big struggle. Like I wasn't gaining any traction on anything. And it was around September. I was I was going out to jams a lot and I got burned out. You know, I was probably yeah. going out at least Two or three nights a week, steady throughout the whole yeah, summer, that's a lot. Yeah. and um, and it just you it started it started to eat away at me because you, you like how many times can you listen to Twelve Bar Blues over and over and over again? Yeah. Um, or try and play it over and over again, and I realized now it was really all just in my mind, um, because of something like meditation. You know, that mm-hmm. was one thing that contributed to it, and I also had read this book, uh, the name of the book which escapes me right now, I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, is all about um, musicians and our, our mindsets hmm. and how we speak to ourselves. Because there have been times yeah. where I, I wasn't practicing a lot and I was really beating up on myself for not practicing enough. Yeah. And for my skills dwindling away and for not being as good as I wanted to be. I've never mm-hmm. really felt jealous or competitive with, with other people. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like that's a a really poisonous feeling to have. Mm -hmm. And I've seen other people have it, and it just doesn't make you feel good. You're like, doesn't doesn't make you feel good. No, no. And um, I think it makes me think of what you're kind of saying as as far as terms of community goes. Mm -hmm. You know, I started looking around, and there's everything in Nashville. There's people who are really positive, there's people who are really negative, there's people who are just straight up realist and don't care either way. Yeah. Yeah. And I eventually came back around, um, once I was like, okay, uh, basically what had happened, um, was there was this, this kid, his name's Ron Bates. Shout out to Ron. Ron, he's a producer of the podcast. Ron, I love you. (laughs) Um, but he wanted me to play bass in his blues trio and he's like, I'm starting a blues trio and I want you to play bass in it. And, I met him at the Tuesday Night Jam at the Country, okay. which is a great jam. If you haven't been okay. to that, you should definitely I should go. Check it out. Yeah. Um, the Country is now the local. The local, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's still the country in my it's heart, still, though. Yeah, I like I like the local. Yeah. I like that name better. It's a cool place, yeah. but I met Ron there. Ron wanted me to play play bass, and I called him one day, and I was like, dude, I'm really flattered that you want me to play bass, but I'm going to be honest with you, I'm really burned out right now on going out and playing. I don't yeah. want to play at all. I want to just sit in my apartment, and I want to write and record music again, and I want to be a songwriter and produce, because I mm-hmm. feel like I get a lot of satisfaction out of that, and yeah. I haven't been able to play music enough, and it's been feeling like all the political bullshit that surrounds it, because there's a lot of political bullshit that surrounds yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. And he's like, well, how would you feel about recording at Blackbird? And I was like, what? And he's like, well, do you want to record at Blackbird? I'll record you. And I was like, what do you mean do you want me to record at Blackbird? I just called to tell you that I didn't want to play with you, and you're saying you want to record (laughs) my own original material that you're just going to engineer. And he's like, yeah, I think you're good. So I was like, 
you know what? Why not? Let's do this. So yeah. we ended up recording at the end of the year at Blackbird. It was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked on the phone every other fucking day. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, we're we're a producer and an engineer now. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hire a band. We're gonna put everything together. Yeah, and it was great. I got to produce the session. I got to bring everybody together. But that it was to tie it back into what we were talking to earlier. Those were one of those what feels like miracle moments that yeah. can make you hold on for another six months. Totally, those honorable mentions. Yeah, the yeah. honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. It That's all awesome. just kind of flows, and it all ends up working out. It does. It really does. But it's scary. Yeah. It's really fucking scary. (laughs) It It makes me want to cry and hide sometimes. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Trying to think. Have you ever had anything since you've been in Nashville, like, start to go really wrong, like, got fired from your job one day, the next day you popped a tire, the next day after that your dog ran away? That was our first year here. Really? Yeah. We moved here. Um, we had jobs at a, a swanky restaurant in, uh, in the Gulch, and I was, I was a food runner there um, when we first moved here. And my boyfriend got hired as a bar back, but they fired him two weeks in um, just because he's not, he's not necessarily, like, the face of a swanky customer service. Like, he's, like, he's a real person. Yeah. So he doesn't, like make fake smiles at everyone all yeah, the time. Yeah, just it up. Yeah, they were just like, we don't have time to train you for this job. Um, and they they just kind of let him go, and I was there. And I hated it there. Cause everybody Everybody was so pretentious. And Were they all musicians? Singers? You know, some of them were. Some of them weren't. Um, but it just, it started to eat at me. And then he didn't have a job, so I didn't feel like I could quit. But then he got a job at a cleaning company, and I was so depressed by this job. And, like, the people were just, like, they they all thought that I was sort of a bitch for some reason. Um, yeah, because you fired my had, fucking boyfriend. No, I wasn't, though. I was, like, the happiest person ever. At least I thought so. I'm kind of sarcastic sometimes, so uh... it can come off that way. Which is probably what happened. The southern transition. Yes. Yeah. We moved from Boston to here. Oh, and people just like oh, yeah. handle me. I don't know. Um, but I I quit when he got a job. He quit that job when I got my next job at Margaritaville like a month and a half later. Um, and then <laughs> we both ended up working at Margaritaville in different uh, capacities. But that whole first year, I was just like... We were like, everything is wrong. <laughs> we were like, we don't, we don't know Life what's going on. Life was testing you. It was. Yes. You got to the other side. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. That's so crazy. Let's see here. Okay, so um, any uh, final thoughts, anything that you want to share, anything that you want to say, you want to plug your social media again, is there anyone that you want to promote or give a shout out to? Um, all of the above. All of you both, uh, go for it. Come out to our showcases. We're at the five spot for the first, for January, February, and March. Definitely come to the one tonight um, because it's going to be great. It's our first showcase. We have more giveaways than we're going to have any other month, basically, because we have that Bearded Iris gift card. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're doing it every month. What am I missing? 
Um, shout out to Innovo Music Management and Terminal Cafe and Bearded Iris for believing in me when I'm just a little baby blog. Um, <laughs> it like really means a lot. And um, let's see, come to the unofficial hang and book swap when I get that posted on Facebook, which is at Nashville OB. Instagram is Nashville Offbeat. Check out the website, NashvilleOffbeat.com. I'm Christine. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me.